It's great to see you all uh, this morning. It's been a while since I've got to preach, and it's always an honor for me. And if you're watching online, we're so glad that you're here. If you are online, we would love it if you were here next week, because we have Mark Ritchie and Pastor Jim will explain a bit about that. But be here next Sunday and also next Saturday night in person if you are watching online. But this year, we've been journeying through the theme of stretching and strengthening. We believe that God has given us a prophetic word verses in Isaiah 54, 2 and 3. We believe that that's not just a theme, but actually we believe it's a a real prophetic vision for the future of our church and the season that we find ourselves in. And more recently, we've been talking about stretching and strengthening our culture. If you've been here the past few weeks, you'll have known that. And culture is really a a set of values or a set of behaviours that a group of people have, an organisation or a community live by. It's how they behave. You know, your house, your your family will have a culture, your work environment, your school will have a culture. It's the way that you behave. It's the mannerisms that you outwork. You know, your friends groups will have cultures. Some of these cultures are by default, as in nobody actually thinks about it. They just naturally happen. And sometimes it's by design. And we really want to have a, a culture in this house that we design and that we work hard towards. And the values that are on the screen, we have five of them. They're honor, celebration, Oh, I forgot them. I was going to say service, but no, I didn't forget them. Honour, unity, generosity, excellence, and celebration. I was going to say serve, but that was because it was one of our older ones. But it really, we want to build these cultures. We want these to become the behaviour in this house, but also the behaviour of us as people. We want these values to represent us when we're in our workplace. We want them to represent us when we go to school, when we're in the shopping centre, when we're driving a car and someone cuts us off in traffic. Like We want these values and behaviours to be the thing that manifests our life. You see, we believe that they're biblical. They're not just, we could have picked loads, but we've settled on these five. But it takes all of us to do that. And we heard last week on unity from it's hard work and I found that out on Monday night. I was getting slagged off because I was winding the other team up. And, uh, but that's okay because it's allowed on a football pitch. I was in unity with my team against the other team. But actually it can be hard work to outwork these all of the times. And we need all of us to really work hard to celebrate the, the good cultures and also to challenge and help us grow when we maybe don't represent the cultures that we want. And it takes all of us. It's not just about speaking it from a platform, but it is something we want to filter through to every area of church life. It's why we have these things over here where we want to celebrate, we want to honour, we want to really just build it up so that it becomes a place where we reflect these values. We want you to be having conversations with it and about it as well. But today it's my honour to get to share with one of the values. I wasn't sure which one I was going to share on and I eventually felt like God placed in my heart to share on generosity. You know, generosity. The Bible says in Proverbs 11, 24 and 25 and the, the message paraphrase translation, it says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. I'm going to read from somewhere else in the Bible. That was just something. I love that idea of the world of the generous gets larger and larger. And the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. But this morning, my, my message title, which might seem a bit strange because it doesn't t- necessarily tie in with my points, but my title is called Super Size Me. Super Size Me. And Gary's got a graphic on the screen for me. But I want to read from 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. It's a short reading, but I promise that it's a short preach. It's not a long one, I promise. But it, but it says this. One day, 
the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, my husband who served you is dead. And you know how he feared the Lord, and, but now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. What can I do to help you? Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all except a flask of olive oil, she replied. And Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors, then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it's filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her and she filled one after another. Soon every container was filled to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, now sell the olive oil, pay your debts, and you and your son can live on whatever is left over. You know, as I was preparing this message, I was really drawn to this passage. And to be honest, I've heard people speaking on this passage. They've looked at it from a malicious perspective. They looked at it from the the widow's perspective, but this morning I really wanted to look at it from a slightly different perspective, which might seem a bit weird, so please bear with me. But I want to look at it from the neighbor's perspective. From the neighbor's perspective. I really believe that God wanted me to share three principles with us that for me and for you, I really think they can really guide us in our generosity in order that we can live in a super-sized, large world and that we can grow in our generosity. You see, this woman finds herself in a predicament. It wasn't her fault, but she, she finds herself in debts that she cannot pay. She finds herself in circumstances that she just, she, she, she can't meet her own needs based on what she has. And so she's told to go and gather jars from everywhere that she could get it. But the first thing I note here from the neighbors is that generosity responds. You see, if the neighbors didn't respond with generosity, then she would have had no jars. And I thought, could you imagine how that story would have went? <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but I can picture this frantic situation. If you've ever been frantic and desperate for something, you know that you just, like if you've ever lost something, you go crazy till you find it, you tear things out. And I could picture these sons going to every house on the door, people they don't know. They probably, because they were so in fear, they probably went to people they know that would be like, Ebenezer Scrooge before he has his transformation because they're just so desperate for jars and I'm sure there were some neighbours who they went to the door and they just said sorry no I'm not giving you any jars I can't say that for sure but I'm pretty sure there would be some why because human nature doesn't tend to lend towards generosity it does sometimes but not always but you see generosity requires a response hey can I borrow a jar the neighbours had to say yes or they had to say no you see, it requires us to do something. And I guess my question for how we respond is, how do we tend to lean towards when it comes to generosity? When we're faced with opportunities to be generous, do we tend to shy away from it or do we tend to step up to it? How do you respond when you get a chance to be generous? In the Super Size Me documentary, which I kind of, there's a bit of a play on the phrase, but basically the plot was, I mean, it was pretty stupid of the guy, to be honest, but he would go to fast food restaurants and he would order, say, like, a, I can't remember which one it was, but say it was McDonald's, he'd be like, can I have a Big Mac meal, please? And every time they would try and upsell him and say, would you like to go supersize? He had to say, yes. 
Now, it sounds funny, but it was really serious because actually he'd done this over a period of time and he got really sick because he, he got, like, he got really unwell because he, like, when you're not used to it and then you're, that's all you ate. Like, it was like breakfast, lunch, dinner, like, it was every meal. And he was trying to test how they would upsell him and it was talking about the culture we lived in. But I thought about that and I thought, what would it be like if every time we were faced with the opportunity to be generous, like, would you like to be generous? What if our automatic response was just, Yes. Like if every, every opportunity, we've, and I'm not just talking about, I meant with our time, with our effort, with our conversations, with our prayers, if it was just, you know what, yes. Like my heart says yes. And that was the, and imagine what it would look like. And I'm not saying we're going to do this because it's just a dumb idea, but could you imagine if we made a documentary of all of us? We're actually, every time we faced, and we'd done it over six months, and we were just like, do you know what, do you want to be just, yes, yes. And we made a, a film series. Could you imagine the impact that could have on our community? Could you imagine it, the impact it could have on us? <laughs> because actually generosity requires a response. And just like the documentary, he had to respond. And so my challenge to you is that when we're faced with the opportunity to be generous, generous how do we respond? Do we say yes or do we say no? The, th- the second thing, and perhaps this is the most revealing thing of the three, is that not only does generosity respond, but actually generosity releases. You see, in this story, as the jars were given, that released the blessing of God. You see, it was actually the, it was through the jars and the generous giving of the jars that actually God was able to release his blessing. If there were no jars, then the oil would have ran out. I mean, she could still be pouring now if there were still jars. We could have continued to pour. Why? Because that's the, the blessing of God. If he's got an empty jar, if he's got an empty vessel, then he can pour out his blessing. And so the generosity of the people released the blessing of God. God moves when we are generous. I mean, there's a story in the Bible of a, a little kid with five loaves and two fish. So he had for his lunch. But Jesus, he gave it to Jesus and somebody needs to explain to me, I mean, I've tried to do the mass to try and work out, but there was 5,000 men and that didn't include women and children. So there's probably up to 15 to 20,000 people. Jesus is able to take five loaves and two fish. They're probably not big. It's a kid's packed lunch, let's be honest. Like, wasn't a lot, but it's what he had. And he says, well, do you know what? I'm putting it in the hands of Jesus. I'm giving this generously to you, Jesus. Some people do believe that Peter probably just stole the kid's lunch, but that's their issue. But he gives it to Jesus and not only is Jesus able to feed all of these people, but there's like 12 basketfuls. I mean, I don't know what you do with basketfuls of fish and bread that's left over. Like, I don't really know what you do with that. But I'm sure they did. Why? Because actually, the generosity of saying, do you know what, Jesus, I'm giving it to you. He releases the blessing of God. You can't outgive God. It's impossible. It's literally impossible. And that's not the reason we give it, but actually, like it's ridiculous it doesn't make sense that Jesus can do more with what we give and you know I haven't like it's not just about money we all have resources we all have time what are the jars in your life that you could release what are the things that we have whether it be our encouragement our prayers our finances, our giftings, our talents. What are the things that we have, the jars that we're like, well, God, it's an empty jar right now, but I'm giving it to you. Bless it, God. Let it be used to bless others. What could it look like in our society if we just said, you know what, God, I'm just releasing this empty jar to you. Have you got a car that could bring people? Have you got time that you could phone? Like, I'm just releasing it to you. God, just take it. 
and do whatever you want to do with it. I'm making myself available to be generous, God. You know, Heather and I, we have had an interesting life over the past uh, few years, but I remember there was a particular time when we uh, were doing some budget and stuff and we knew compassion were coming to our church in a particular time and we had done our budget and we'd worked out everything we needed to pay and everything and we had X amount of money left. We had like a little amount of money once we'd paid all of our bills and Compassion came that Sunday. We love Compassion. We think Compassion is incredible. We think they're an amazing organization and they're just, what they do is, I mean, the fact that I, we can just give a little bit and they do all the work and it can change the trajectory of a, a, a child, a family, a community, a nation a, is incredible. But we, we had this excellent, and they came and they were doing an appeal to sponsor a, a child and we'd already sponsored a child at that point or maybe even two at that point, I can't remember. But, and this isn't to big us up, but we had this X amount and they gave an appeal and we were both sitting in the meeting. And we were like, right. Because we wanted to spend this little bit of money on us. <laughs> but we just felt prompted in our spirit to say, do you know what? This is the exact amount that it would take to sponsor a child. And so we just made a decision and to be honest, whenever God gets on your case, it's quite easy to... Just be like, you know what, I know I'm going to end up doing it anyway, so might as well not argue. And so we spoke about it and we prayed and we, we spoke, and do you know what, see, since we've done that, we've never went without, we've, we've had more than we've ever needed. We've had, more, why? And I don't say that because it's anything we deserve credit for, but it's because you can't out-give God. And we know that by giving our little, I mean, it, and it's not little, I'm not saying that, it's a significant amount but to think that we can be a miracle in some kid's life on the other side of the planet that our generosity can be the miracle that releases them from poverty in Jesus name we get to play a tiny part of that and we have no idea what the eternal significance will be that why because God just pours out blessing upon blessing upon why because when we're generous it releases God to move I believe that God is looking for us as a church and us as people as his people to just be willing to be empty jars and to give whatever empty jars are in our life, whatever that is for you, to say, God, I'm putting it in your hands. This is all I have. I'm, I'm saying yes to being generous. I'm responding to say yes. But God, just release it through me and in me in order that you'll get the glory. I want us to live generously. I want new life to be known as the generous church generous with our time. I want it to be renowned that they're really generous. They are really, really, I want Heather and I to be known as really generous people. And the, the final thing, though I'm not quite finished, that generosity responds, generosity releases, but generosity restores. I was thinking about this as I was reading the passage and really praying about it. And you know, this woman's predicament, predicament is bad. Like, her sons are going to be taken as slaves. Like, they are, like, slaves, you have no rights. You have no hope. You have no future. You are basically, you, you have no say and control over your life. And that's what her sons were destined for. That was what their future was. Slavery, bondage, no hope, no future. But the generosity of these people, as they gave their jars, set them free 
their generosity restored her so that she could be part of society when all of her needs were met. It restored her dignity. It probably restored her peace. It probably restored her stress freeness. But it also gave her sons a future. And our generosity can restore. Our generosity can actually restore dignity to people. But more than that, it can actually set up future generations so that they can go further and greater than we can. We have an incredible opportunity to model this for them so that when their generosity can just grow larger and larger and larger, we can be restorers. You see, I'm I'm motivated to be generous because God was far more generous to me. You know, the Bible, if you don't believe me, then that's fine. But I was this kid. I was caught up in my my sin and my shame. I had no future. I wasn't free. I had no peace. I had fear. I I was abandoned, but then God responded. God generously responded by saying, yes, God was asking, who's going to go for us? You can read it in Isaiah, and Isaiah says, here I am, send me, and it's a great point, but he's actually talking about heaven. Like, who could I possibly send that could possibly save my people? And he's talking about Jesus, and Jesus responds with yes. Jesus says, you know what? I'll do it. I'll become a man. I'll live the sinless life as hard as it's going to be. But he responds with yes. And by Jesus doing that and walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, he was able to set people free. He released God's blessing over and over again. People were set free. People were healed. But then came the moment where he restored us once and for all. When it says in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whosoever believes in him, will never perish, but have eternal life. For God never sent his son in to condemn the world, but to save it. Why? Because I was, I was an orphan, not a literal orphan in earth, but I was a spiritual orphan. I was caught up in my sin, and then Jesus restored me to sonship. Jesus generously died on a cross, poured out everything he had for me. So how could I not freely give him? my empty jars and say, do you know what, God, use me. Use my generosity to help restore those who don't know you, to help restore dignity to those who have been downtrodden, to help, please God, when I'm strong, help me to use that, Father God, so that those who are weak, I can support. You know, the Bible, and it's, that, that recalls the church, I would argue, probably at its best in Acts, where they had, people just gave freely everything they had in order that everyone's needs were met. And you know what? The church grew and the church flourished. Why? Because the world of the generous gets larger and larger. I don't know about you, but wouldn't it be great if this was a place where people's needs could be met? And I'm not saying we're stupid with it. Like, don't, like, with the compassion story, I would love if everyone sponsored compassion. I'd sponsor every compassion child on the planet if I could, but I just don't have the resources to do that yet. And nor will I probably ever. But my question and my challenge to us all is that we lean towards generosity. That when we're faced with the opportunity, let it be yes. Let's respond with yes. But let's bring our empty jars, whatever they might be, whether it be our gifts, talents, finances, time, prayers, encouragement. You know what your jars are. I know what my jars are. But let's give them so that we can see God release his blessing through them. That he'll get the glory, but that ultimately that we'll see people restored to his kingdom that we'll see souls of those who we've been praying for and believing for coming back home. To, as we sang about his kingdom is advancing and growing, we want to see it happen here. There's people that I'm praying for, there's people that I'm believing for. I want to finish with this story. The worship team could come up, but it was a challenge that we had. I know I mentioned a few weeks ago, one of the last times I preached, that 
Heather and I really felt like God wanted us to really be intentional about trying to reach our neighbours. We really believed that. And we do. And to our shame, I freely admitted that we, we hadn't really done anything about it. And that was, I really felt convicted about that. That we made these bold claims, but we never backed it up. We never walked the walk that we talked. And recently, in the last kind of week or so, I mean, I've not felt particularly well, but I believe that God really wanted us, and it sounds really silly, and I'm not trying to big us up at all. But I really believe that God wanted us to drop a gift in for our neighbours. Just to say thanks for being our neighbours. Not because they'd done anything, we barely ever see them so much because we just live lives and they go out at different times. But we, I really just felt prompted, like we should just give them a gift just to bless them, with no, just to say thanks for being our neighbours and invite them to come and see Matt Ritchie. And you know what, they might come, they might not. But we, Heather and I have decided we're just going to do it. Why? Because we're on this journey of God. If you want us to be generous, and we believe that God asked us to do this, and I'm not saying it means that they're all going to get saved or that everything's going to work out. They might just never even speak to us ever again, and that's okay, because that's about us being generous. But we've made a decision, and we're on this journey to say, do you know what? I'm responding with yes. God, I'm being generous. And I'm believing because my God is awesome and that my God is so good. And I believe that the principles of my God and his generosity as we are empty jars for him, I know that they might never speak to us again, but I'm believing. It might not be next week. It might not even be the week after. It might not even be this year. It might be five years, it might be 10 years, but I am believing that my God is good enough. My God is big enough. My God is, and I'm willing to make myself available enough that God, if it means me being generous in my time, in my words, with my finances, if it means me being generous with my empty jars, I'm believing that all four of our neighbours are going to come to faith in Jesus. And we are just going to be a vessel that he's going to do the saving. He's going to get all the glory. But Heather and I, we're just, we're available, God. We're here for you to be used. Supersize me. Make me big enough that my world will become larger and larger in order that you'll get the glory and that people can be restored to your kingdom. So my challenge to you, and I'm not saying you have to go and do that at all, but are you willing to just open yourself up to God and say, do you know what, God, help my heart get bigger. Help me respond with yes. God, help me to recognize the jars that I have and help me to put them in your hands. Make them empty to be used by you so that you can pour out your blessing into others' lives in order that you and I can play a part in the journey of people being restored to his kingdom. Can we stand? I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to worship our amazing, amazing God. Father God, I thank you that you are so good. Father God, I thank you that you are the generous God who gave way more than we could ever give. So Father, I pray for every person here, God, that you'll just help us to enlarge our heart, stretch our hearts and strengthen our hearts. Help us to just be generous soak our hearts with your love and God just help us to use the jars that we place in your hands help us see the miracles and the breakthrough help us to play the part in the miracle that you want to do in other people's lives Father God I thank you that through your son Jesus you restored me through your generosity and so I just pray that you, you help me to continue on this journey and help us to be the church that you call us to be we ask it in the name of the powerful name of Jesus Amen